I think I sent you a couple bars from it. Yeah. Uh huh. Like yeah. that shit is the truth. <laughs> like, uh, what do you say? Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy. Got uncles and some aunties that are too proud to give apologies. Slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be. Got me feeling different when somebody say they're proud of me. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and if you can't relate to that, either exactly. you're prideful or you don't understand what he's talking about. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. I'm ill. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are having a great one. I surely am. I am the unforgettable one himself. Charles is always daydreaming, and we're two guys that love discussing other people's excellence. And we cannot talk about excellence without mentioning Jay Jermaine Cole. I'm sorry, man. It's, it's, listen, he called it the offseason. But he, it's, it's clear he took no days off because this album was amazing. This album was crazy. He called himself, he calls himself Cold World, but he brought the heat. I'm serious. This was this, this as a avid J. Cole fan. And I'm, and Charles, you know me. I am very critical of a lot of things. Uh, when he, when he drops projects that are just eh, I will be the first to admit they are just eh. When he drops, uh, projects that are great, I will sing his praises. I'm telling you, I was halfway through the first listen of this project, and I said, damn, this might be his best project. And that was with me halfway through the first listen of the offseason. I'll, well, I'll, I'll let you. left you without a dope block to step to, and we were going to talk about something completely different, but Due to time restraints and off-season dropping at midnight last night or today, however you want to consider that, this is what we're talking about now. I have listened to it straight through twice this morning, and I would put it up there with his sophomore project with 2014 Forest Hills Drive. I think it's that good. I liked KOD. I like this more than KOD. I liked uh, For Your Eyes Only. A lot of people didn't, but this feels like what he wanted to do with you for your eyes only, but better at rapping. Like he, his wordplay, his metaphors, the multi-syllabic, uh, uh, I can't say that right now, the multi-syllable rhyme schemes, ridiculous. Like he's on a different level on this project. And I'm assuming he produced like every track because that's been his thing pretty much his whole career. No, he didn't. He didn't. He switched it up. Not only did he add features, but he had other like Timberland, uh, I, oh man, I, I don't have it in front of me. But there was a whole bunch of producers. He did produce some, but it was different producers. It was different producers. I mean, look, Cole obviously heard the criticism, and he and by the way, and he admitted this. Look, what I think what I love about Cole the most is he's very self aware, right? That that and it's very humbling for especially for a celebrity of his stature to be self aware. I think that's his greatest superpower is his self awareness. And he heard the criticisms, and but he could have said, "Well, all these criticisms, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going multi platinum every time I drop an album. So obviously, I know what I'm doing, and y'all don't know what you're talking about." But he heard the criticisms, and he heard that, like, "Yo, bro, 
you're obviously great. You could do this in your sleep. You could produce your own album, have no features and go multi-platinum and it'll still be a great album. But we believe that there's a higher heights you can get to if you diversify what you're doing because it's starting to sound too common now because you're doing everything your, your way, how you see it, whatever. And it gets a little bit mundane in terms of, you know, we're basically getting the same thing in just different forms. Yeah. And I got the track listing in front of me now. I'll run down the producers real quick for everybody. 95 South was produced by Boy Wonder. Amari was produced by Timbaland, uh, Sucky, J. Cole, and T Minus. My Life was produced by J. Cole, Jake One. Uh, Applying Pressure was Just Cole. Punching the Clock was Tay Beast and Mario Luciano. 100 Mil was Cole and T Minus. Pride is the Devil, Fire Track, T Minus. Let's let, uh, let go. My hand was DJ Dahi. Sorry if I'm butchering that name. Frank Dukes and Cole and Wu Ten. Interlude was Cole, T Minus, and Tommy Parker. Tommy Parker. The climb back and close were both Cole. And then Hunger on Hillside was Boy Wonder, Dirt Work, and Don Mills. And this album is less than 40 minutes long, so yeah. it's really easy to re-listen to it and just run it right back. I don't know which one my favorite track is right now, but I guess. That's the fun of this pod because upon first listen, you already know I'd love 95 South. That track is aimed at people my age. Yep. The fact that Cameron's on it. The fact that as soon as I heard Killer Cam, I said, Oh, sucky, sucky. Now Charles gonna love this. I did. I did. (laughs) I, I, I turned this project on before I started making my coffee. And the way that shit dropped, my wife was like, Oh, this is what we're doing this morning, huh? (laughs) <laughs> and then you know with the little john at the end i, I was like is this 2003 again because i'm having fun yeah it's it's well you know what's funny this was supposed to be a mixtape that he was smart enough to say well, why don't i just make it an album so that's what he did um this was supposed to be a mixtape for, for people that don't know he's considering retirement but that was and that was another part of this he, his thing was like you know what why don't i challenge myself because again it, this is easy i'm doing this in my sleep why don't I challenge myself? Why don't I get back to the the way I was on the come up? No pun intended to the you know to the uh, first mixtape, but why why don't I you know get back to that mode where I'm like where I'm really trying to challenge myself skill wise? Where I'm trying to challenge myself pen wise? Where I'm trying to challenge myself flow wise? Why don't I get back to that? And, and so you know because you know what I've reached the highest heights that I wanted to reach. Before before I walk away from the game, let me see if I let me see if I still got it. Basically, um, so the fall off. I mean, the offseason was supposed to be like a mixtape type of thing, and then the fall off was supposed to be the grand finale of everything. But I guess he decided, you know what? Why don't we just make this an album? And I'm, I'm I don't care what it is, EP, mixtape, album. The, the the project is fire. It's up there with some of his absolute best. Yeah, I'm surprised the climb back made the track listing. I thought there would be more new tracks, but that's cool because you know, good track. Well, yeah, it's funny. Well, the climb back when he released that, he released that and Lion King on Ice. And he when he released it, he said these are the first two tracks off the fall off. That was that was the thing. Like, oh yeah, this is what you know, this is just a preview of the album of the fall off. So I was very surprised that he put it on the off season, but that might be a good thing. That might be him saying, you know what? There's been a lot of time since then. I got something, I got a couple songs that are better than that. So let me put that, let me put this on the off season and I'll replace it with something else on the fall off. 
which is good. Then we're getting different music. What right now, upon the first day that's been out, what is your favorite track? Uh, probably applying pressure. That beat is fire. I'm beat happy is fire. It. I it's I I love it and hate it at the same time because I love it. Like all right, you know what? I would say applying pressure and punching the clock. Um, and nice. I love it and hate it at the same time because I want another verse. I'm like, nah, bro, you were in a zone. Go back in, do another one, do another one. Um, which again, like this is this is very mixtape feel like because a lot of there's a couple songs that's only one verse or, or stuff like that, and very short. Like you said, the, there's 12 tracks, but it's less than 40 minutes. So yeah, yeah I like those. Uh Pride is the Devil is very introspective. The, I mean, the first seven tracks of this thing is the pride uh pride is the devil is probably my favorite track followed by 95 south those are probably my two favorite tracks and i like applying pressure too i like this whole project but if i had to choose a favorite pride of the devil pride is the devil is um one of my favorites that's the one i think i sent you a couple bars from it yeah uh uh-huh like that shit is the truth (laughs) like uh what do you say Pride be the reason for the family dichotomy. Got uncles and some aunties that are too proud to give apologies, slowly realizing what the root of all my problems be. Got me feeling different when somebody say they're proud of me. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And, and if you can't relate to that, either exactly. you're prideful or you don't understand what he's talking about. Exactly. I mean, he, he's got so many. So, so <clears throat> I think for me, especially on this, on this, uh, the reason why this stuck out, sticks out to me so much and why Forest, 2014 Forest Hills Drive sticks out to me so much, they both came at a time in my life where I could relate to almost everything that he is saying, both in terms of, you know, he always talks about the good and the bad, right? He's always been the devil and the angel. Um, so even he has a line, and I, th- I think it's applying pressure. I think it's applying pressure where he says, now that I got money, I feel like niggas don't understand me. And that relates to me so well because we and you talk about it all the time. Like, yo, people act like they know my life because of who I know and the lifestyle that I live and everything else. And there's a disconnect. You tell me all the time there's a disconnect. It's like, yo, bro, you say shit. You don't even realize that that's not normal, right? And so that's very lo- that's a very lonely feeling sometimes when you feel like most people can't relate to what you're going through in life. So that and, and so that was so that that resonated with me. Um, his storytelling and just the nightmares, like he had a couple songs where he's talking about nightmares, right? Um, of people dying or him killing somebody or him losing his mind to basically life. That is so relatable to so many people, um, including myself, you know, like, like, you know, I, I said it last night to somebody. His storytelling is so is usually amazing. It was even better here. You can literally just close your eyes and just follow it, and the whole movie is playing out in your head as he's telling these stories. I mean, and then I'm obviously sure it's applying pressure you're talking about. I because I, I don't know which bar specifically you're talking about, but applying pressure has that shit crazy. Didn't know I got more M's in the real slim shady video. All of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so there's so many little bars. Like, you know, we used to have to tiptoe over crack vials and cold-blooded killers, no reptiles. Like, there's just so many little bars. Oh, you- oh my God. Yeah, they, I got that right here. They towed steamers around the way we tippy-toe around crack vials and cold-blooded killers, no reptiles, just projectiles from salty, uh, from niggas salty, you rocking fresher textiles. Yeah. 
Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, he has I, I, he has another one. Uh, I forgot what song it is, where he's like, oh, you know, basically they killed him for his chain, got killed over a cross. That's how Christianity started. And I'm like, all right. And I was like, you know what? I'm done for that. I got to pause this, walk away, <laughs> come back. Like, it, it's, he's just, he's, come on. This is just prime cold just being like, yeah, like whoever you think your favorite rapper is, I'm telling you, put me in the booth next to him and there's going to be problems. And I've said this all the time too. The reason why I thought he needed features and he said on K- KOD, nobody deserves to be on my shit. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but what you're missing is the competitor in you is gone. Yeah. When you're not rapping with other people, you you bring out the best in them. They bring out the best in you. I mean, I forget it? he's from the South sometimes too. Like, like, so the features he might grab aren't the ones I'm expecting him to do. Like, I right. can, in my head, I know he's from North Carolina, but like in my head, he's might as well be from Queens. Right. I mean, he's both at this point. Um, even uh, I think it's my life with Twenty One Savage. Yo, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, Twenty One Savage killed that life. verse. He killed that verse. But that's the point when you're. It's it's like basketball, man. When you're playing with other great players, it brings out the best in everybody. So that was my thing. I'm like, yo, have features, and yeah, we put the features you know we want the Kendricks, even the Drakes, stuff like that. Because oh, that's what I was about to say. It, if you want to push him, I find it interesting. He hasn't had a collab in years with Kendrick or J. Cole, like an official one. You know what I mean? Like, I get yeah. I get they're doing their own thing. They're their own men. They live their own lives. They have their own families. So the Kendrick one makes sense to me because they're both that artsy type. Kendrick won a Pulitzer since the last time they were on each other's album. So yeah. I understand that they might not be able just to do it. Like me and you couldn't meet up this week to record. So life gets in the way sometimes. But what you're saying to that competitor in them, how are you not getting these rappers? If you're so bored, how come you didn't get Drake, Kendrick and uh, Big Sean, and then you guys just go in. You literally say, I'm not even giving you a time limit. Because that's what mixtape rappers do. Like, yeah, not to break, you know, it's it's not the best comparison, but a reason why I like Slaughterhouse so much, they made songs like that. There wasn't a format. It was go in and rap and see what happens at the end, what the end product is. If, If you're so bored with it, do more of that. You did it on this project. I'm all for it. I just didn't think the first couple features we would get would be Cameron, Little John, Twenty One Savage, and Little Baby. Mm. Like, and it worked. I'm not. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Like, and I think we all lost some money. And I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm actually mad he didn't mention the features on the track list. But I'm pretty sure. I think. I think his name is Rod Wave. I think that's his name. Um, I think he's the one singing the hook on my life. I can't. And, uh, I can't. Oh, there's. And then I don't. I forget which track this is, but I sent it to my boy. Ignorance is bliss and innocence is just ignorance before it's introduced to currency and clips. A bad mix of that will have brothers serving three to six. Shit. Yo. Yeah, come on. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Come and on. and, and to, to what you said, I don't really think it was boredom. I think he had, I, I understood what he was saying. On Four Sales Drive, on For Your Eyes Only, on KOD, there were specific messages that he was trying to convey. And the one con of features is you're at the mercy of what whatever somebody gives you. So if you're if there's a certain story or theme or something that you're trying to portray, and you pay somebody else to come on your track, you're at the mercy of what they give you. So I understand where he's like, well, look, there was a reason why I didn't do it 
I wanted to make sure the message was clear and whatever message I was trying to give you was that and only that. I don't want somebody else talking about, you know, my whips and my cars when I'm trying to talk about, you know, uh, uh, you know, loving your life. You know what I mean? Like that. I, so I get it. I don't, so I don't think it was necessarily a boredom, but like I said, I do think it was like, okay, the messages have been sent. I said what I had to say. Then he also had the, the whole middle child uh, evolution of him was like, you know what? Instead of hating on these younger rappers, because that was another thing, I think a lot of people did want some of the younger rappers on it. Like, we want Kendrick and Drake, and everybody wants that. But a lot of people are like, nah, you should go with this guy, this guy. And I'm like, yo, these guys can't rap with me. Like, why would I ever want these guys on my album? But then he, but I think he realized, you know what? That's a bad way to look at it. Because that was you, so you know what's funny, man? You bring that up and you just reminded me. Corday. The one yeah. he's the rapper that responded to 1985 with the track "Old Niggas" over the same beat, criticizing how old heads are hypocrites. Like you're hating just like the old heads hated on you, right? Doing the exactly. same stuff you did. So why didn't he have court? Like I don't know. He might not. You, they might not know each other. They might not ever talk to each other. Well, well again, here, again, here's the thing. I I honestly think all his heavy hitters are on the fall are on the fall off because that's supposed to be his last album. Remember, this is just supposed to be a mixtape to keep us. You know, yeah, satisfied. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here, here's here's the here's the secret, bro. I know you 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 always and you self proclaimed you're more R and B head than a hip hop head. So I'm gonna let you in on a secret. Whenever a rapper says it's their last album, they're fucking lying. Well, I know, I know that. I know that. <laughs> like, like that's marketing. You know how many yeah, albums the game has had. You know what I'm about to say. Jay Z was had? supposed to retire. You know, over almost 15 years ago, he's dropped like four albums since. I I, I, I know that. But what I'm saying is he's. This is quote unquote the last album for now because you know, unlike basketball, you can't walk away and come back. But the point of the matter is, I think his grand finale setup, I think that's where we're going to see all the heavy hitters. I think that's where he's going to have a whole bunch of features. Like I said, I think this was literally just a mixtape that, because like I said, this was supposed to be a mixtape. So it makes sense that he doesn't have these real, real, real heavy hitters on this one. They're all going to be on the next one, so that I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, maybe uh, not because I'm hating. Like, hey, hopefully, I, I'm going to buy the next one too. And the bars I said before were for, were from uh, "Let Go of My Hand." Um, mm. I just, it's like. I don't buy that he needs to have features. I get why people want to hear more collaborations, but the album to do that on were one of these Dreamville albums, you know, or yeah. Revenge of the Dreamer albums, you know, because those are the, the the collaborative albums. I don't need twenty tracks and eleven of them have features on it. Like I, I personally, I, I don't need that. I, and I don't, but I don't think he, I don't think he would ever do that anyway. Well, me, me neither. I'm just saying from for just so people know my preferences for albums, like. On a mixtape, cool. You know, you can have a feature on every track if it's a mixtape. If it's your album, and as an artist, I've grown accustomed to you making how you make your albums. That's kind of what I want, right? Like DJ Khaled or Dr. Dre, I expect nothing but features from like a Drake or a Big Sean or a J Cole or a Kendrick. I expect them. So right, and so, that's and he and he believes the same thing. Yeah. But but again, it's those phases that I'm talking about. So like I said, the, the middle child phase was okay. Wait a minute. Let me collaborate. And he even said it on the documentary leading up to the fall to the to the offices, like yo, like 
you're really never going to have like a classic track with somebody like that's that's part of your legacy too i mean i remember over the summer we were talking about the difference between cole and kendrick and and i said you know what the one thing that kendrick got over j cole is he kendrick got a bitch don't kill my vibe remix where he got an all-time great Jay-Z verse, and we got two all-time great Kendrick verses. J. Cole doesn't have that because J. Cole doesn't have features. So um so that's, I think- that's interesting. I mean, and you reminded me because I wanted to bring that up. So that's why we work. Rock Nation. He's on Rock Nation. And when's the last time we heard a Jay-Z J. Cole collaboration? Was it Clap for him off Blueprint 3? Am I forgetting something? Well, Mr. Nice Watch on his first album. You're right. Okay, there it is. I was like, uh, uh, Mr. Nice Watch. So we haven't heard Jay Z and J Cole since the first. Uh, and, it was, Cole and, it was Star, and it was Star Stars Born. Stars Born, yeah. Stars Born. Clap, yeah. Clap for him. Clap for him. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I, everyone knew what I meant if you heard that song. Uh, Stars Born's off the Blueprint Three. Um, Mr. Nice Watch, that's a banger. But Jay Z's been more introspective since Mr. Nice Watch. Like four 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 is completely his most deep personal album he's ever made. So yeah. I just think it's crazy that we haven't got this J. Cole, this version of J. Cole, like since KOD version of J. Cole, since False Prophets version of J. Cole, since like the post-2016 version of J. Cole has not collaborated with the most introspective version of Jay-Z. Like the Jay-Z that's been uh, collaborating with Jay Electronica, the Jay-Z that people are talking well, about might run for president one day. You know right. I mean? well, well, here's the thing. One... I don't know the details, but I, I get the feeling there's a weird relationship between those two, like just based on what, you know, the little bit that we do know, like, I don't know what the relationship is, but it seems like it's kind of weird. Um, you know, maybe like a love hate type of thing <clears throat> Two, like I said, when, well, when you're not doing features, it's hard to do a collaboration. So, you know what I mean? So, you know, you got to remember, you know, that, that was a three out. So that's a six year span in which he wasn't doing any features whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, obviously, he's not going to have a, a, a song with Jay-Z because he's not doing features at all. Because remember, it wasn't just him not having features on his album. He wasn't doing features on other people's stuff. And then after, um, again, another phase, it was, all right, well, cool. Y'all really think I can't rap with other people? Cool, I'm going to hop on everybody's track, and I'm going to out-rap them on their own track. And he did that for a year after KOD came out, and that was great. But I don't think, I don't believe Jay-Z put music out that that year. So it's not, so I they probably missed the boat on that. And again, we don't know what's going to be on the fall off. I haven't, I, I would not, I really would not be surprised if the fall off has 20 songs and five of them have features, but the five features are Jay, Drake, Kendrick, and probably some, and pro- probably Jay, uh, uh, JID and Boss. I would not be. I would not be surprised. And not not for nothing. If he has rapping Kendrick on his on his last album, I'm gonna be pissed. What'd you say? If he has JID and not Kendrick on his last album, I'm gonna be pissed. Not yeah. pissed. Let down. Yeah, was, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Well, remember, Kendrick's got an album coming out too soon, so we don't know yeah. if J Cole's on that. We don't know. We just know that this tape didn't have it, but I'm okay with that because it has something which tells me that he, ha- I, like I said, I really believe that this, these, I really believe that this was basically 
12 songs. And he's like, damn, I can't put them on the fall off because I don't, I don't, you know, because he even has a bar now, like, oh, oh, congratulations. Basically, I forgot what the actual line is, but, you know, congratulations, you got 100,000. We're clapping for your 30 track album that just hit 100,000. Yeah, I'm you know pretty sure that's on uh, uh, 95 South. Right. Um, so I'm pretty sure a lot of the off season is like 12 tracks that were fall off worthy, but we're like, you know what? I can't have a million songs on this. Let me put it on the off season. Um, so again, I I would not be surprised if we have 15 to 20 tracks on the fall off, at least five features, and I'm expecting those five features to be heavy hitters. And that's just rap features. That's not that's not even including like an Ari Lennox singing singing on stuff, which is obviously a Dreamville artist. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be surprised if Rihanna's on there. You know what I mean? Like he has so many connections that he can pull from. He recently said that uh, fans shouldn't expect the collaboration album between him and Kendrick anytime soon. Not to rule it out necessarily. I'm paraphrasing here. I'm not reading this. Not to rule it out, but it's don't expect it for years just because they're both doing their own things, right? Their own lives and have their own families. That's why I said it before. So I just want everyone to know that's thinking that I'm all talk- specifically talking about their album, I'm not. I just mean them working together on one more song before we have to wait till 2029 to hear the collaboration album that should have dropped 15 years before that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's going to be a detox. I don't think we're ever getting that, but yeah, I agree with you. Oh man, detox. Like We could do a whole pod on the, the tracks that are known to be on detox. That shit should be like a four volume album. I really like this Cole project. I've been vibing to it all morning. Where do you think this goes? First day, so we're in. We're living in the moment. Where do you think this ranks with his rest of his albums? If we're talking, excuse me. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. I'm choked up. That's how. That's how great (laughs) this album. If we're talking strictly albums, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think this is right behind Forest Hill Drive. I still think Forest Hill Drive is his best project. Me too. But this is right behind it. If we're talking strictly albums, if we're talking everything, mixtapes included, uh, that's hard because it's Friday Night Lights and then I, the, to me, the warm-up, I mean, I'm sorry, it's Forest Hills Drive and then Friday Night Lights and the warm-up to me are tied because I can never separate them because they're two different projects but they make me feel the same way. Um, this might be up there. It, it might be second, even over that overall. It, at worst, it's like third, well, technically fourth, because like I said, those two mixtapes are tied for second and third. Um, but it's up there. The point is, it's up there. If we're talking albums, it's his second best album, in my opinion, just off of first listen alone. If we're talking projects all together, it's it might be his second best project. If not, it's no worse than third or fourth, depending on how you look at that. I think it's funny because just looking at his six studio albums, right? You got Cold World, Sideline Story, Born Center. I always call Born Center Vilmatic because of the intro track. Like, I, I know it's not called that, but I still always call it like Vilmatic or Vilumnati or whatever that first track is. Born Center, 2014 Forest Hills Drive, For Your Eyes Only, KOD, and now The Off Season. What's interesting is if For Your Eyes Only is the consensus worst album he has, you realize how good of a rapper he is? Yeah. Like, it's crazy that, that that's the most hated, air quotes, 
album he's ever dropped because it's not 2014 for souls drive like i think it's the most disappointing album because it followed his classic but right. like when you read it when you read his albums if that's the worst one i listen to neighbors no, but you know what's funny i i like i like four year i i still think the sideline story is his worst album what yeah okay sideline story and this is my case for why that's not the worst album um let me get the track listing up here i I guess I guess this is the difference, the little bit difference in our age, right? When that dropped, what year was that? 2011. Yeah. So I'm like 22, 21, 22, depending on what month that. It, it was the fall because I was my it was my sophomore year. Okay, I'm 22, living my best life. Like, can't get enough is a fire single. So if you're going out partying, you know you have a good memory of that song. Same with Mister Nice Watch. So take those singles out of it. You have lights, please, on that album. You have sideline story. Sideline stories might be in my top five favorite Cole's tracks. No, all right. So before you continue, here's why I don't like sideline story. Right? Again, I am a diehard J Cole fan. Half those songs we heard already. But like, if you if you are a mixtape Cole guy and you know all his little singles that he's dropped over, by the time you got sideline story, half the album you heard. So I'm like, no, I mean, like the literal track sideline story is one of my favorites. No, 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 I know that, but and to your point, the original tracks that we got were great. Sideline story is a easily a top 25, easily. Maybe I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be mad if somebody put in their top five J. Cole songs, period. It, no, it is in mine. I put my heart and soul in this game. I'm feeling drained, unappreciated, unalleviated. Time to come enough. I'm not shit. short, fuck abbreviated. I want my whole name spelled. Th- yeah, trust me. Trust me. I, I sing it all the time. I Sideline story. Yeah, that second verse is amazing. You know, you know up at first class live, even though it's not funny, white man staring me like, how the fuck I got money? You know what I mean? Like, come on, that whole. He had phone blasting. yeah. As I walk past, it, I know he. Uh, I know he didn't see me walk past him. Young black pants, sag, headphones blasting. I know what he's asking. How did he manage? With all the cards against him, he used them to his advantage. The slang that we speaking probably saying it like Spanish, but I fuck their heads up when the niggas show manners. Like no, trust me, Sideline Story is an all-time great uh, J Cole song. But what I'm saying is, uh, you know, by the time by the time I heard or even looked at the track list. Of sideline story, I was like, "What the hell?" Like half of these songs I've heard already. Sideline story, even Cold World was a good song. Like the, the original songs that we got were good, but that was very disappointing to me that half of those songs I heard already. And then there were some others that were like, "All right, they're cool." And then, and then also some of those were singles. Nobody's so, perfect was the jam featuring Missy Elliott. Yeah, but yeah, the other ones were like single, single, singles type of stuff, like workout and all this other stuff. So that's why, to me, Sideline Story. I noticed that you forgot the Drake's <laughs> Drake single. But I heard that song too, though. Oh yeah, no, that was a mixtape song. I know that. I'm just saying, like, I like how we named almost every single besides "In the Morning." And, and, and matter of fact, I just listened to "In the Morning" a couple of days ago. Again, good song, but and, and you said "Lights Piece." I hate that. That's the one song I can never listen to that song again. Never. Cause he he put it on like three straight. I get like and it's like, bro, I get it. That's the song that got you signed to Jay Z. I get it, I get it. But my God, bro, let it go. Yeah, but you, but now with the power of hindsight, ten years later, right, or close to it, we'll probably do a whole dope radio about it on its anniversary. You gotta appreciate why he threw those on there because if you're a kid now, 
say you're a senior in high school, you grew up with J. Cole, but you're probably the, the oldest J. Cole you probably listened to is 2014, right? That's that's already seven years ago. Yeah. So if you're a 17 year old and you want to go back, the easiest and most accessible shit now, ironically, are the studio albums. So so when you get his first album, his first studio album, you want to see what the first official project to the world he gave. He has all these songs that include those mixtape songs you were around to appreciate when they were mixtape songs. No, I, I get it. But well, I'm just saying, but for me, that's what I'm saying. For me, I I, I never to me, that's why Silent Story is his worst project. I, I I get and to your point, if that's his worst project, that just tells you how good he is. So, you know, again, I'm a J. Cole fan. Like I said, I'm not saying like I said, the only reason why I just didn't like it is because I felt like the vast majority of those songs I heard already. And and then like I said, those other ones were, were singles. So yeah, I, I forgot how many tracks were on there, but like literally the vast majority of them I heard by the time the album actually came out. So, you know, that's like eh. Yeah, you know, I get that. And Chris, I, I, Chris Brown gets away with that. Like he'll literally put out like 10 singles, but that's because he has like 30, 40, you know, track album so yeah go ahead and keep putting out singles because you'll never spoil your own album because there's still mass songs that we can listen to when you only got like 15 songs you can't you know you can't put out three or four singles and then add another like two to three tracks that people have, that some fans have heard already that's the climb, yo, the climb back was released july 22nd 2020 so yeah. that means that single came out 10 months before this project actually dropped. So if, if, if my math is correct, we might get the fall off by 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, it's probably gonna be another two years. That's usually that's usually what he does is two years between albums. Actually, um, he's pretty inconsistent. And I mean that in a way like we can't actually tell because it's just going by albums, like the official albums, his, his solo albums. Cause I know people are gonna be like, he dropped the Revenge of the Dreamer. Yeah, I know, thank you. Um, Whole World was 2011. Born Center was 2013. 2014, wow. Forest Hills Drives was 2014. For Your Eyes Only was 2016. KOD was 2018. And now this is 2021. So it could be one year, could be three years. We don't know. Right. Well, and the only reason why 2014 Forest Hills Drive was uh, was only a year, thank God, was because because it was 2014 Forest Hills Drive. He was trying to get it in before the year was over to you know to to, com- to commemorate that. Um and to be very honest with you, this stuff was supposed to come out 2020, but the pandemic. So that's the only reason why we had that extra year of waiting for this. Man, stuff. I don't buy that. You're telling me this dude don't have a studio at his house? No, 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 no. Remember, people couldn't go on tours yet. People, you know what I mean? Like, there's money to be made. Remember, this was supposed to come out in November 2020. He, he had a whole election-style uh, trailer for it. Oh, I know. I remember, and I'm upset it didn't drop then. I'm just saying, like, you could have dropped music. I know the touring is the money. But the tour is not going to stop your J. Cole. It's like it's like Drake not dropping something because oh well the tour you're going to sell out, man. You, you know, no. what I mean? there's certain artists that they're going to. No, I, I mean, I I totally agree with you. I I, I think there was just uh, you know I I think they use this as an advantage to to. All, I I'm also hoping this, and I believe this too. I think they use this as a, as an excuse to go back in the booth and add stuff. Like, all right, well, hold on. Since the world is shut down, instead of just dropping this project as is, let's see. I know everybody home. I know m- most artists probably have a studio in their in their house. Let me make some calls. 
You know what I mean? Like, so I'm hoping that's what it was. And he even said that this album was done like years ago, but he retweaked it. He's middle child was supposed to be on this. He said, no, let me just drop that as a single. You know what I mean? Like, great song. Uh, so, you know, I, I do believe that was part of it. Like, all right, not just the tours, but let's take advantage of this time to rework the music. You know, add different bars, add features, add songs. That's what I'm saying. I, I really do think a lot of these songs were supposed to be off the fall off, but he decided, you know what? I got better stuff now. Let me push it to the off season. All right. Well, tell them where they can find you, bro. You can find me at Never For Brett Me. That's N-E-V-A underscore the number four B-R-E-T-T underscore M-E on Instagram and Twitter. And we are at www.thedope.blog at the underscore dope blog on Instagram at the dope blog all one word on Twitter. And I'm at not the Chuck D on all the socials. And I'm going to get back to listening to the off season. And yep. we'll be back soon enough with all that bullshit. Peace. Cold world, no snuggy. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. I'm ill. I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average. What the fuck? I'm ill. What the fuck? I'm ill. Sicker than your average.